Welcome, Cash. We are so excited to talk to you today um, during our check-in. So thanks for checking in with us. Thank you for the opportunity. Excellent. So, you know, these um, these podcasts, these check-ins are um, about the things we do in leadership, but also how we do them. So kind of the heart of leadership. And that's going to be our conversation today. So as we get started, um, it would be great if you could just share a little bit of background about yourself for the listeners. Sure. So I, you know, when I introduce myself, I describe myself as an engineer. And I say that because I am... Uh, I usually look at problems and I sort of figure out how to sort of divide them up into small chunks and then Mm. sort of address them a chunk at a time because any problem just becomes too overwhelming. It's almost the approach I take, you know, at work, at home. um, So I think very logically. And then how to sort of get stuff done. I recognize what I'm good at, not good at, what I enjoy, don't enjoy, and then figure out the right people to to make it happen. So that's sort of the approach piece. But, you know, a little bit about myself. I was... uh, Born in Uganda, which is a, you know, a long way away in Africa, and then um, actually refugees to, to England at the time. So I grew up, grew up in England um, and then went to school in India for a while. I went back to England, did my um, degree in education and engineering there, and then came to the States 30 years ago. So I've been in America now 30 years. So I've uh, lived in, in Africa and in India, in, in Europe now, and now the States. So wow. traveled a little bit. I, I never knew that. That's that's so interesting. What a worldly experience. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Now, it sounds like since you describe yourself as an engineer mm-hmm. and a problem solver, that you probably use your standout, standout roles very much so um, in your job and in your life. And I believe you're a connector stimulator. That's correct, yes. So how do you use those in your day-to-day? Would you say? You know, the, the, they both sort of really are connected. And if you ask my team, when I say I'm a connector, they, they're saying, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really do resonate. You know, the, the sort of serious part of it is, you know, I, I, even in an interview situation, I remember when I interviewed here at Hackensack, they said, what was the quality about me? And I said, I connect the dots. Mm-hmm. It takes a while, but I'm good at connecting dots from business problems to technical problems to issues, if, how to get stuff done, connecting two people, three people to sort of make stuff happen. And the stimulator piece is I'm always questioning. You know, I, I'm almost, I, I, I would actually proactively say, I'm having an intentional argument to see the boundaries of how you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm questioning the, chal- the, the the sort of where the boundaries are, how they're thinking, the status quo. Why aren't we doing something this way? Why mm-hmm. could you do it? Even if I know the answer. Because then they're saying, yeah, I should think about that. And so I do that almost daily at my team. And so even in our huddles when we meet staff meetings, we, we have that sort of conversation, the back and forth. Mm-hmm. So Some people sort of see it as an argument, but now they sort of realize the style and it's a asking question and being inquisitive. So. Excellent. Inquisitive is good. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So if you think about what you just shared, how does that maybe show up in a best practice, something that you do really well consistently with your team? Yeah. So staff meetings are, are really good. I, I, you know, Somebody might propose an idea or somebody have some challenge, for example, or some technical issues. I'm encouraging not just myself, I'm encouraging the team to ask questions. So I might prompt a question, even though the answer I might say to Mark Imer or to Mark Johnson or to Gail in my team, 
And then they will say, they, they in turn will sort of ask questions around it. So we do this at mm -hmm. staff sort of almost fluidly now. Mm. Um, the other thing I do is I, I do walk-bys at people's desk and I really just like doing that and go on and saying hello in person, um, seeing how they're doing. And I'm always leaving the room saying, how can I help? Mm. Right, um, sort of opening up that sort of door piece. The uh, I mean, then, and when I sort of see business problems, I'm at ELT, for example, on Mondays, and somebody might stop me in the corridor. You know, Mark Sparta stopped me in the other corridor the other day and said, "You know, I have a, have something going on at the new tower." So it's an instant connection to to somebody back at you know back in the team to sort of try and figure things out. So mm. constantly it's engaged. Constantly engaged, and, and I was thinking that um, it feels that you use questions not only to ask them, so the idea of appreciative inquiry, yeah. but also um, the ability to listen, because you're asking the question of how can I help you? So you're looking for maybe ideas and thought and thought the thought process, but you're also looking to see what you can do as well. How have you seen all of this really add, add value with your team or to the work environment? You know, it's, it's a two-part story. When I was younger in my career, I was really afraid to go to the big boss to have a conversation with him about an mm -hmm. idea. And not fear in terms of I'm going to lose my job, but how do I get my idea across? Mm -hmm. And is it the right thing? Do I have an understanding of the business problem or am I coming at it just from one perspective? And then I've learned that to sort of address that now. Many people have, usually they have the answer. They might not have all the pieces to it. So I'm encouraging them to have that conversation with me and amongst others to sort mm -hmm. of, you know, um, find that answer. I think it's just getting people to feel confident um, about it. And honestly, I would sort of put myself as that sort of servant leader type personality mm -hmm. where I'm like listing all the time. You mentioned feedback. And again, I've always been honest, feedback is hard. I, I, I use the word feedback as a gift because one of my mentors used to use that with me. And I would initially, and I'd be completely honest here, I would think, eh, that just didn't make sense to mm -hmm. me. I didn't really care. You know, I know the answer already. But he would, and I'm using it now because feedback is a gift. You know, if you're wrong, if you're mm -hmm. right, um, it's also just giving people confidence to speak up. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm conscious of is listening. And I do make a conscious effort in a room to sort of pause in my head, count to five, don't interrupt don't say the answer out loud because you know i'm the most senior person in a room a lot of the times mm -hmm. and then you get that junior personality remembering my earlier career that they don't feel comfortable speaking up so pausing and listening is sort of something i'm very conscious about i love so much of about what you just shared because there's two aspects to it right so the first thing is you could think that just comes from maturity right like as you get older you become more conscious, more comfortable. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case. It's very, very, like you were very intentional about the things that you noticed as a younger leader mm -hmm. um, and that you're very focused on sometimes taking effort, right? Not to give the answer, not to jump Absolutely. in. Yeah. That is very intentional. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a, a sign of a, a really great leader. So thinking about leadership um in our you know in our check-ins we often ask what do you love what do you loathe so thinking about leadership what do you love about leading and is there anything maybe you loathe about leading you know um what i do enjoy is is creating you know teams when a team starts to gel and you know things are happening the image i have sort of the image i have when i've done a good job is sort of sitting at the beach you know hanging out doing nothing and then the world is just swimming well. That's literally the image I have in my head when 
everything is going well. Mm. And so creating high-performing teams is something I'm very conscious of, a student of, and reading books about mm -hmm. it all the time. The loathing part is, I know, so the loathing part is, is, is trying to understand why aren't they somebody behave in a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. And so why oh, we've given the tools or whatever. And it's, it's really, you know, people have good days, bad days. That's okay, of right? Of course. And they don't come in with the same energy they did yesterday. And you sort of question your mind, what happened, right? And that's where you have to sort of listen and learn to yourself to sort of try and figure out something mm -hmm. unpleasant may have happened. You know, what did go wrong, right? And you start, can't make decisions. So a, a real example for me, again, younger, I, as a young manager, I would never give anybody a compliment. My approach was, you got paid to do the job. I'm not your mummy or daddy to say thank you. You got paid for the job. We're done. I have learned that was a horrible thing to mm -hmm. do from a, from a leadership perspective. And then as soon as I started to be conscious about complimenting somebody in the moment, you know, you could see a visible change in the in the chemistry in the team. You could see a reaction in the people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that I'm conscious of is, you know, so I say the low part is that constant learning of the, the sort of personality, the humanity of it all, mm -hmm. not so easy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we talk about that all the time that, you know, um, when you say compliment, right? Everybody wants to be truly seen, fully heard and fulfilled. Yes, yeah. And um, when you share what someone does really well, it hits on all of that, so good for you, that's great. Very good. All right. So now we're going to go into what we call a heartbeat round. Uh -huh. It's a little bit of fun and we get to know you a little bit more. So our first question, this will be an interesting one, which I am excited to hear <laughs> the response for. What is your favorite binge TV show? I watch cartoons, by the way. So at my age, I'm, not, I'm totally proud of it. I go through whole phases of watching cartoons. So we're, uh, my, the boys and I are watching uh, One Punch Man for the eighth time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're going to go on vacation in, you know, this spring break. And so mm -hmm. we've got uh, the, 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 the Disney Star Wars, you know, line up, all lined up again to watch again awesome. for the tenth time. So <laughs> Very the boys good. and I like cartoons, so I do enjoy that, yeah. Excellent. I may have to uh, get a little info from you. My son walks around with the One Punch Man books, and uh -huh. it's totally not my thing. So <laughs> another time I'll ask yeah. you about that. For for right now, though, what's your favorite leadership book or quote? Oh, it's a good one. There's a person called Morag Barat, and she's got she's got three books. And I've actually had Morag come into the DTS team, and, and they actually give us a few sessions on leadership. She wrote a book around... Um, she wrote a book that has this sort of method on influencing and yeah. how to influence. And so it was a book about, you know, how you got there, you know, what got you there won't get you, what got you here won't get you there. Mm -hmm. It was sort of a piece of it. This is a little more nuanced on, so at my level, I have a need to influence lots of people, lots of senior mm -hmm. people, both across, up, down, and, 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 and peers as well. The book talks about, understanding how relationships work. Um, under, so an example, let's just say I'm trying to impress Jim Blazer, you know, which I am apparently, or not apparently, I am. So um, <laughs> so Jim has, you know, people he trusts, right, for example, right, and don't pick on Mark Stouter, for example, right. And I will go to Mark, and, and this is how the book works, right. You create this sort of understanding of who's related to whom, who's working for whom, who has a good relationship with others. Find that matrix and go and build relationships with that matrix. So when I do go to a gym, 
there's something a little, you know, Jim says, who's cash? And then they might say, oh, you know, somebody else in mm -hmm. his own team would say they know cash. So influencing and that, that sort of development of connections again. Yes. The book talks about the connection. So that's awesome. a book. That's excellent. Thank um, you. So, oh, you're next. I'm sorry. I'm I was next. about to steal your thunder. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. And it's a great <laughs> question. So this is another great question. What song would you want to wake up to every day? Yeah, I'm a pretty much a, um, I listen to the news 99% of the time. And in the morning, I meditate. Wow. It's not really a song I listen to. I listen okay. to like deep chant in Sanskrit every day for about half an hour. Really? For half an hour? Yeah, it wakes me up and then I'm, I meditate every day, yeah. Wow. So you wouldn't know the Sanskrit song, neither do I, because it's the music, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm just impressed that you, you're, you're doing that every day. I think that's uh, the whole centering thing. Or, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that's yeah or the alternative might not be so happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, who or what filled your cup this week? We've been going through at home a lot of construction. We've been having our kitchen done and it's been going on for five months. Oh, wow. And mm. the stress is getting to the whole family. Like, there's no kitchen in the house. There's a single stove, et cetera, et cetera. So I'd say, you know, I have to give compliments to my wife here. She's been uh, holding the fort down with the kids and stuff. And, you know, we eat pizza like six times a week these days. <laughs> so pizza filled your but cup she's too. Managing, she's managing the whole stress of the kids in the school. And mm. I have to credit her for it. So. Good for you. We'll give you a copy of this for your wife. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, this has been great, Cash, and I think one of the big takeaways is that you really focus in on the conversation. What questions to ask, what can you gather from the information from the people that you're talking to, and how can you build and solve problems together? And I think you leverage your, your standout roles really well as a connector and as a stimulator. So with that, thank you so much for your time today, for coming on to our podcast. We really appreciate getting to know you better and understanding your view of leadership and how you really bring it to life. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you Enjoy Josh. the discussion. Thank you. Thank you.